no, 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 Hey everybody, Norm over here, and I've got two of my really close friends, the great Freebo from Bonnie Raitt's band, and he's a wonderful bass player, tuba player, guitar player, songwriter, singer, and he has produced this young lady, a beautiful young lady who's got one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard, Alice Howe. She's got great tunes, Freebo's great, and you're going to dig it. we got all kinds of music coming at you at the Norm's Rare Guitars Podcast. everybody, Norm over here at the Norm's Rare Guitars Podcast, and I've got two of my very favorite people, actually one of my very favorite people, and one of my very favorite people. <laughs> I got Freebo and Alice Howe, and uh, Alice is definitely one of my favorite people. Freebo, I love Freebo, but uh, Freebo is Freebo. And, and by the way, uh, you know, I, I was talking uh, to a buddy of mine, Dweezil Zapp. And uh, I said to him, you know, my folks named me Norman. I said, what the hell were you thinking when you named me Norman? Well, Freebo, now, what's the deal with that name? We'll talk about that later, Norman. Uh, no, 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 we're going to talk about it right now, buddy. Speak okay, to me. Okay, <laughs> a- Acid Trip 1967, that's all I got to say. There you go. So wow. drugs were prevalent. and uh, They were. They were, absolutely. But I, I will say this. Freebo, uh, what is it with you and redheads? You know, you go from <laughs> Bonnie Raitt to Alice Howe, two of the greatest singer-songwriters. They both happen to be redheads. What's the deal? Uh, coincidence, you know. It just, just, just kind of happened. There was a long gap in between, really. Yeah. I'm All very right. proud they're, they're, to be in that club. Yeah, you, well, you I'll certainly I'll take that are. any day. That's a really good club. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I just want to say that uh, about two weeks ago, we had a show for the Midnight Mission with uh, uh, David uh, Crosby. Oh, Crosby. Oh, Crosby. Oh, I was yeah. going to say Cassidy. David. No, David Crosby, <laughs> uh, you know, from Crosby, Stills, and Nash. Al Jardine from like, the Beach terrific. Boys. Yep. yep. Al Jardine was killer. Jesse Colin Young. We had uh, Lawrence Gruber, Albert Lee, all it's these amazing. other people um, that were really fantastic. And Freebo and Alice Howe played. And it was for the homeless. And uh, these guys are really good people and are trying to help support those that are in need. Mm-hmm. And they have a big heart as well as being a big talent. And they really were one of the really uh, glimmering moments at the show. They really knocked me out. Well, and I really man. wanted you to play more tunes. But there were so many people in that lineup there. Yeah, it was ridiculous. It must have been night. 20 acts. Yes. And no, it was really fantastic. Oh, we got to do a, a beautiful duet on uh, Love Has No Pride, a song that I recorded with Bonnie Raitt back in 1972. And uh, back then it was just obviously her singing and me playing bass, but doing a, a duet with, with Alice was, was really cool. I love that cool. song and, so much. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for inviting me to join oh, you. It was a pleasure. Very, very really. cool. 
And, you know, a lot of people know Freebo as the bass player, and Freebo is a remarkable bass player, and he is a tuba player, too. And actually, I went to see Freebo and Alice play in Santa Monica for their album release party, and it was pretty spectacular. And when they came out, Freebo was playing tuba, and my buddy Chad Watson, who's also a great bass player, if Freebo's not playing bass, he's got this guy, Chad Watson, who's a monster what bass player. So but he also plays monster trombone. So when they came out... Hey, what about me? I was playing the kazoo. You, you were playing, playing the, kazoo? the kazoo, and it was probably some of the best kazoo playing I've ever heard in my life. When Freebo suggested that we go out as sort of like a New Orleans-style mm-hmm. little uh, yeah. When the Saints Go Marching In, but we did When the Band Goes Marching In. There you go. I was like, no, what can I possibly do? I don't play an instrument like that. Kazoo, Alice. You can play the kazoo. Kill it so. on and the kazoo. it was really remarkable kazoo. So uh, I have to say, <laughs> but it was you. really cool. And that was just like a start to just kind of come in from left field, knocked everybody out. And then they went That's into fun. their set and they really knocked everybody out. Thank and your you. new Thank record you. that you produced, Freebo, um, is remarkable with Thank my you. buddy Fuzby. And who else played on the record? Yeah, my new album came out last month, or no, it was in May. I guess yeah. it's over a month ago. Uh, JT now. Thomas yeah. on keyboards, I played with Bruce Hornsby for for many years, yeah. and John Molo on drums, who also played with Bruce for a long time. And John Molo is one of my victims. I mean, my customers and friends. Oh, yeah, John's, John's great. John's great. He is yeah. a great guy. I mean, John's one of the great, great drummers. We we kid about drummers, like drummers not being musicians. There are a lot of jokes about it, but to me, the really fine drummers are the ones who just don't just keep time but they play the song they they listen right. to the song they know where the changes are they know the transitions and norm and, uh, i had never played with a band ever before when i recorded this album so you can imagine that, that i had I, I was very spoiled i went from only ever playing just by myself to freebo bringing in these incredible players and playing bass himself and i just I feel like I had to rise to the occasion to and play you with did. such incredible players. You did, and absolutely. I, I grew a lot through that process. Well, you know really what's really cool? cool, and this is what I do love about these guys, is that they play very lean and clean and simple. So when you do that, there's room for things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, if you crowd everything by overplaying and all that, you can't really add other yeah. things. But uh, what they do, and you'll hear them do a couple tunes, is really remarkable. I mean, their harmony is fantastic when they sing together, um, the way they both play together. When Freebo plays acoustic guitar, which a lot of people don't know that he does, and he's a great player. Thank you. Um, it's, uh, it's really remarkable. And then when Freebo is playing bass and Alice is playing guitar, it's really terrific. And, uh, you know, you, you're from Boston. Right? I am, I was, yeah. Yeah. So, Born uh, and raised. I don't have the accent to prove it, but <laughs> I swear I'm from there. <laughs> you can do the accent, though, if you need to. Not, not on the podcast. Oh, okay. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. We're in California here. Yeah, you know, yeah. So, uh, but, you know, what, what's kind of cool is, is that uh, that's an area where there's how many colleges are in Boston? Yeah, Boston has uh, got so many students, so many universities, um, great music town. It was really where I wanted to be to start. Um, you know, being serious about my music. There's so many great folk clubs and places where singer-songwriters are really treasured and appreciated. It's got a great history. And where did you go to school? I went to school in Western Mass at Smith College, which is a all-women's school um, in Northampton, Mass. So, yeah. Wow. Ask her what she majored in. Oh, man. Uh, what did you major in? Um, <laughs> thanks, Freebo. I majored in medieval European history. Oh, well, that's great because it's very easy to get a job doing that. I mean, I you know, you could go into any gas station and they'll totally. hire you. Perfect transition that's into That's what music. I was thinking. Yeah. It would be a good, exactly. Yeah, it would lead me right into songwriting. Actually, 
Yeah, you can actually, it's probably one of the only fields where you probably can go into songwriting that's actually you, steadier it's... and more lucrative <laughs> than medieval history. You know? It just fascinates me. I don't know what to tell you. But I, it, to me, history is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. And that's really what it is, is people mm-hmm. telling different uh-huh. versions of whatever they think happened. And so, I don't know, maybe it does have that's something in common with songwriting. Is yeah, it's true. I studied Spanish, too. I speak Spanish. You that's did? my practical uh-huh. skill. Well, all I can tell you about the middle medieval thing is you got two medieval guys right on each side here. You know, you feel like I'm directly right out of the home. You got me and Freebo. You know, they let us out. You know, at the cafeteria. You know, you come in for lunch. Freebo and I escaped, and we came in here with Alice. We could do a couple tunes. We surrounded her. Look at this. It's okay. It's a geezer fest with a beautiful young child in between us. And. So, Freebo, let me let me just go back with the Bonnie thing with you, you know, because uh, when did you start with that? You know, because that's uh, did you know each other from school or what? No, I was playing in a band in Philadelphia called the Edison Electric Band uh-huh. and uh, a fellow named Dick Waterman, uh, who really was instrumental in bringing up and and uh, you might say discovering, but rediscovering and bringing out bringing them into the into the fray, into the public. Uh, people like Sun House, Mississippi, Fred McDowell, Arthur Big Boy Crudup. Cool. And uh, he went down south, found these people, and and got got them working and got them to be appreciated for who they were. Uh, and it turns out that uh, he had a young girlfriend at the time named Bonnie Raitt, and Dick was interested in managing the band. He had an electric band. He also managed Buddy Guy and Junior Wells. So we were, our band, Edison Electric, we were opening for Procol Harum at a, wow. one of the psychedelic dungeons in Philadelphia. You know Philly, the Electric <laughs> Factory? A little bit, right? yeah. Probably I mean, I there. left a little before all that, uh, you know, but I moved to Miami. Psychedelic but, uh, dungeon. Yeah, there you go. So we we're opened back we, in the medieval days. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Psychedelic the dungeons. There you go. So so we were opening for Procol Harum, and Dick uh, came down, uh, and he wanted to bring his girlfriend to see what she thought of the band. And it was an 18 year old uh, freshman at Radcliffe, uh, Bonnie Raitt, right here, and uh, and he. he she really liked the band, and she liked the way I played bass, and uh, we all became friends, and she and Dick became friends of the band, and, and uh, I, I went to Bonnie's first show at a place called The Second Fret in Philadelphia and watched her just struggle, be by herself. Oh, I'm so terrible. I'm awful. Meanwhile, she was wonderful. People loved her. And then I watched her a year later when she played at, uh, at the main point, and she had a brother playing bass. She was much more seasoned, and a year after that, I got a call from her. And said, I hear your band's breaking up, and uh, I just got a record deal with Warner Brothers, and uh, I love the way you play bass. I'd like you to come play bass on the record and maybe do some shows with me beforehand. So I learned a couple of her tunes, flew up to Boston, did a guest set, and it was a very smooth transition from the demise of the Edison Electric Band to beginning to play with Bonnie and playing on that first record and playing on uh, seven records after that and touring the world uh, for t- for 10 years in those first three years, we were we were a duo, and uh, it was were really. Were you doing a lot of cover tunes, or were you doing? We uh, did some cover things? tunes. So we did a Joni Mitchell tune, we did a James Taylor tune. I think we did a. Uh, I can't remember them all, but I mean, well, they were all cover tunes, and it, but Bonnie did very few original, but covers like like Eric Kaz, Jackson Brown, uh-huh. uh, Paul Siebel. So uh, Bonnie really more of a of a singer. Uh, than a songwriter, but but what those first three years did for me and how it relates to Alice is that, and you were talking about it with Tim Pierce earlier, that you're talking about space, 
and and that, that as Lowell George once said to me, Freebo Space is a place. He was trying to tell me, don't play so damn much. <laughs> but uh, And I'll never forget it. But in playing with Bonnie, just the two of us, it obviously wasn't about me. It was about her, and it was obvious to me that that's what it was about, this beautiful voice and her guitar playing. So my role became that of supporting her on the bass. However, with the space that was there, I could play some little riffs in between. There's different ways to support. I could listen to the vocal. I tend to think melodically, so I could do little counter melodies. And that taught me how to play around on the bass, which is particular sensibility musically, and how to play and how to really appreciate the song. And so now, 40-some years later, playing with Alice as a duo, which we often do with her playing guitar me playing bass, I can take what I learned into playing with Bonnie in those duo years with her and I can go, from, when I like to say, further up the spiral uh, with with what I've learned those years and what I've learned as a songwriter. And so now it's really, it's so special to me to be able to do that, to support the vocal, to support the guitar, uh, sing the harmonies when necessary, and be that part of the music. And, and I, I relish doing that. You know, what's really cool is, uh, you know, sometimes I notice when you do you guys are playing. Sometimes you'll lay out and then mm-hmm. come back in, and it's just all part of orchestration. You know, it is orchestration. Building yeah. the tune to a crescendo and then yeah. dropping it down and all that kind of yeah. stuff. Well, when you think about music, I mean, music is, well, there are 12 notes, right? And the 12 notes repeated. Mm-hmm. So it's really, and bass is one note at a time. But what a lot of people don't realize in music, that the space between the notes is really what gives the notes the value. You know, I mean, you get guitar shredder. It's all well and good at a certain point, but when it just when you're just inundated with that over and over again, it's after a while, it's like, give me a break. So <laughs> I, I think it's, it's like, just like life. It. Yeah, you it's can all play it's, really fast. Yeah, we get it. You're a terrific player, but I'm yeah. not really enjoying well, it. That, I, that I'm feeling about when you listen yeah. to like the old blues players, it was about their phrasing. I exactly. mean, yeah. they weren't, it wasn't yeah. like they had to be great players. They just right. put the note just at the right spot at the right moment and it wasn't that they could blaze some of them maybe could but mm-hmm. some of yeah. them maybe couldn't but if the feeling and everything was right there then it got to the point where you started hearing some of these guys that could really blaze and do it and you went wow those guys are really good then it got to the point where some of these guys were just all they were doing was blazing mm-hmm. and it was like fantastic well it's great that you can do it I don't hear the tune, but I mean, other than that, it was a fabulous solo from start to finish. Right. Well, and so, as, I would create a bumper sticker and say, "It's okay to blaze, but don't forget the phrase." <laughs> there you oh go. My God. That's it. That's the new T-shirt right yeah. here at Norm's Red Guitars. So, about phrase don't blaze. Yeah, and, uh, that's a good one. And, 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 and what I what I really enjoy uh, to bring Alice into this is that when Alice sings, she does exactly that. She phrases. She's not over singing. She's not about the riffs. It's about the melody. Thank you. Yeah, and you know, I mean, and you, about you, the tone of her voice. The tone, the tone, of, the tone voice, of her voice yeah. is remarkable. Thank and you. Uh, you know, I'm not really. I'm more of like you know when I think about the music that was kind of my first choice it was more soul and R&B and stuff like that but what Alice is doing is she's bringing that soulful thing into kind of a folk thank thing, you you know thank and you. I'm trying so, to do soul folk trying to make well, that a thing well it is. that's what it, you're doing it so um, you know I think it's really beautiful and since we're talking about Alice's voice why don't you guys hey, do a little something just so that we've teased you enough guys okay. so let's hear Freebo and Alice how Freebo what do you want to uh, do Alice should we do Still On My Mind? Yeah. Since we're, we're all set up for it. Yeah. We got it in our minds from our little intro. There you go. <laughs> 
This is a song from my new record. It's called Still on My Mind. Rain falling across the water Mist is rising on the mountainside Leaves are blooming in the ash tree Robin's looking for something sweet It 
what I'm talking about right here. That's one of the most beautiful voices I've ever heard. Um, really, these guys are so tasteful. I love these guys. And we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Alice's new video. We'll uh, plug these guys some more, because these guys are ultra-tasteful and really great musicians. And uh, Alice, you play great guitar, but your voice is incredible. Thank and you. you're with the right guy, Freebo, there, plays all the right notes and uh, with the right tone. And uh, even if he pulled out a tuba, he'd play it. <laughs> so we love these guys. Thank you guys for listening to the Norm's Rare Guitars podcast. We'll be right back. Everybody, Norm from the Norm's Rare Guitars podcast, and I just want to give you the plan. On Tuesdays, we're going to drop the podcast uh, at Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And one week later, the video will be available at All Guitar Network. So go to allguitarnetwork.com. I think it's a ball. We've been having fun with it. I think you're going to enjoy it. So please join us. Thank you. Thank you. 